Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons, August 12th, 2016. We're going to be talking about the Pistons schedule. The NBA just released the schedule last night, and believe it or not, as disrespected as everybody says the Pistons get, not enough national TV games, too many back-to-backs. The NBA included Detroit, 82 games, just like everybody else, so we're going to break them down. First, I want to remind you, you can follow, subscribe on Audio Boom or iTunes. Check us out, leave a rating. And while you're there, if you haven't seen it already, as part of the Locked On Network, Matt Derry is running Locked On Lions. I'm sure as a Pistons fan, you're probably in tune with what the Lions are doing. And if you're interested in that, check out Matt Derry's podcast, Locked On Lions. So let's get to it about the Pistons schedule. We're going to dive right in. I'm going to look at this a few different ways. Uh, But just to start off, top five games as it appears now on the schedule for the 2016-17 season. Obviously, it's a little silly to get into this so early. Teams are going to be unexpectedly good, unexpectedly bad. Games on national TV, some of them can get switched. Some can change the allure, but based on what we know today, the five games that look the biggest, the most intriguing, the most interesting, the ones you're going to want to check out, not miss on the Pistons schedule. Number five versus the Warriors on Friday, December 23rd. This Warriors team could be one for the ages. They won 73 games last year and then added Kevin Durant. It's going to be special every time they play, potentially. Their offense could be an all-timer. Just overall, this could be an excellent team. This could be the start of a dynasty. It's a fairly young team as far as these super teams go. There is a little bit of risk of them not panning out. But let's face it, you're probably going to watch a lot of Warriors games, and as a Pistons fan, you're going to want to see when they play Detroit. When the Pistons hosted the Warriors last year, the night they retired Ben Wallace's jersey, the Pistons played with so much heart, just an awesome performance, probably the their best performance of the season last year. Anything close to duplicating that would be awesome. Number four on the list of can't-miss Pistons games next season, at the Warriors on Thursday, January 12th. Yeah, got the Warriors on here twice for all the same reasons I just said. They're, they could be a very special team. You're not going to want to miss those games. You're going to want to see how Detroit stacks up, especially for the road game, because that is Detroit's first appearance on national TV outside of NBA TV, which we all don't quite count as a traditional national TV game like you would TNT or ESPN or ABC. So January 12th, it's a ways into the season, but that'll be the Pistons' first chance to really show themselves to a national audience outside of NBA TV. Do they have what it takes to stack up? And, you know, it's not going to be any pushover matchup. It's going to be against the, the title favorite Warriors, but that's the, that's the game they have in front of them. Number three on the list of can't-miss Pistons games next season versus the Washington Wizards, Monday, April 10th. It's a little new thing for TNT, having these Monday games. That'll be a Monday game. It's Detroit's second-to-last game of the season. Wizards flew under the radar a little bit last year because they were so far out of 
out of the playoff hunt once they traded for Markeith Morris and you know they they were just kind of out of it. Uh, the Pistons were or Pistons fans at least were a little worried about them for a minute and they were just faded far enough back. The Pistons cruised to the finish. No big worry about the Warriors, but with Markeith Morris, that team played well. They added Yan Mahinmi in the offseason. You know, they were playing about as well as the Pistons were at the end of the season. They just had too far to go. This team could be pretty good, you know, in the same tier as the Pistons. Second to last game on TNT, nationally televised. They could be playing for a playoff position. They could be playing to make the playoffs at all. I mean, this game could end up being meaningless if either team is set in the standings. Uh, but there's a lot of potential there for a national TV game for for these to be two teams fighting for something. Number two on the list of can't-miss Pistons games next season. At the Raptors, Wednesday, October 26th. Yep, that's the season opener. That's pretty much the big appeal. We're, we're looking forward to it. I, I've never been one who's been able to get too much into preseason basketball. That doesn't do it for me. Just knowing there are no stakes. and that it's, It can be even tough with the regular season where not every game means so much. But when they really mean nothing in the preseason, it's hard to get into those. So just the first taste of real basketball. and You know, the Raptors are a good team, but they're also a team the Pistons can beat. Uh, so, I, you know, it's, a, it's an intriguing matchup. The Pistons will be underdogs in that game. The Raptors were, were the two seed in the East for a reason last year. They're probably favored to, to be the three seed this year behind the Cavs and, and Celtics. So it'll be a good team. They bring a lot of pieces back. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, especially Jonas Valanciunas, they're all comfortable with each other. So you're not going to catch them down. The Raptors could definitely have a fast start. So it'll, it'll be a real test to start. But the real excitement here is just seeing a, a meaningful Pistons game finally. And number one on the list of can't-miss Pistons games next season Versus the Cavaliers, Monday, December 26th. Defending champions, the team that put the Pistons out in the playoffs last year, sweeping Detroit in the first round. Big name in LeBron James. Kyrie Irving, again, looks ready to take the next step of stardom. And it's going to be the day after Christmas, the day before, if you're an NBA fan, as much as a Pistons fan, you're going to be watching Cavaliers-Warriors. That's probably, outside of Warriors-Thunder games, the biggest game on the regular season docket based on what we can see right now. So you're going to be seeing the Cavs in a game that people are going to care about. It's going to have a lot of attention on Cleveland. And the next day, they're coming to Detroit. And it's it's going to kind of be a big deal for Detroit. Like it's going to be viewed here, I think, as a measuring stick because because Cleveland was just on national TV as the defending champ, playing the new championship favorite in the Warriors the day before. And I think the Pistons and people here are going to be fired up for this. Don't think that's going to be the case nationally. I think once the Cavs and the Warriors have their moment on Christmas, people are going to move on nationally. Maybe even including the Cavs, they might not be psyched up for it if they completely sleepwalk through the game. You know, they'll be on a back-to-back the day after a holiday. 
It could it could be a little bit of a letdown, uh, but I think coming into that game, people here in Detroit and Michigan are going to be excited. So those are five big games that stand out to me. If you want to throw an honorable mention in there, uh, the home opener a couple days after opening at Toronto on the Friday, the Pistons are home against Orlando. You know, if you're going to that game, you're going to be excited. First home game. Uh, but I'm going to guess most listeners are not going to the game. You know, whatever the first game you go to is going to be exciting, and probably a majority of people who are who are going to a first game, that'll be the one. But look, if you go to the Bucks game that first Sunday, if you go to the Knicks game that first Tuesday, I mean, when it, or if it's a couple, month or two in the season, whenever you get to your first game, that'll be exciting for you. It's always a treat. So it's hard for me to say that everybody should be fired up for that first home game. Because if you're watching it on TV, like a majority of people, Eh, whatever, it's another game. When you get to the game, you'll have fun. That'll be the one for you. The big question everybody gets to when the schedule comes out, national TV games. The Pistons have a few, and and again, I'm not counting NBA TV. It's just not the, the stature. You don't feel the excitement of a, a game on NBA TV. You don't look forward to that. It's like, oh, whatever. Like, I got to I gotta figure out what channel that is on, on my cable. Do I get it? Some people are probably bummed out that they might not get it, and then they'd get the games on Fox Sports Detroit. So if, that, if anything, it's a little bit of a detriment. So we're talking ABC, ESPN, TNT. No games on ABC. Those are the premier, premier games. You know what types of teams are in ABC. The Clevelands, the Golden States. Those are the teams on ABC. Detroit, though, does have a few games on ESPN and TNT. Uh, Like we mentioned in the countdown, the first one is Thursday, January 12th on TNT. That's going to be at 1030 here. does take a little bit of the luster off when you have to stay up that late, but it does have a little excitement. That's uh, the third game on a road trip. It's going to be at Portland, at Sacramento, and at Golden State. None of those games are are back-to-back, so beating the Warriors in Golden State would be tough, uh, but at least the Pistons will have a little bit of rest relative to when you're playing out there. Uh, The Pistons actually have another national TV Two days later, the next game at Utah, that'll be on ESPN on Friday at 10.30. Probably not a great viewing slot. You know, as far as national TV games go, the late slot on Friday is not the one that people want. But at this point, the Pistons will take it. And then two games after that, they're going to finish out that road trip at the Lakers, and then they're going to come home to play Atlanta. On Wednesday, that'll be an 8 o'clock ESPN game. That's one a little to get more excited about. Middle of the week, people are home. People want to watch. It's a slightly later start than the standard 7.30 home start. Just makes it feel a little more special. And then a couple weeks later, Monday, January 30th, at Boston, is going to be on TNT on one of those new TNT Monday games. And that should be a lot of fun because I think – The Celtics are going to be the second best team in the East, and I think the Pistons are going to be 
one of the better teams in the East also. Maybe not quite on Boston's level, uh, but that'll be a nice measuring stick game. And then no uh, nationally televised games in February, a short month with the All-Star break. But get into March, there's one, uh, a Wednesday game at Indiana. That's it. On March 8th, an 8 p.m. tip on ESPN. I think the Pacers are one of the more overrated teams in the East. I think they're going to take a step back, exchanging George Hill for Jeff Teague. I think Thaddeus Young is a nice fit, but maybe he's a little overrated. Like I don't think he's a real game changer. Losing Jan Mahinmi is going to hurt. But this could be a nice chance for the Pistons if by mid-March not everybody has figured out that the Pacers aren't quite as for real as they hope, and maybe that's just an opportunity for the Pistons to look good. Uh, and their last nationally televised game is the one we talked about hosting the Wizards on April 10th, Detroit's penultimate game. That's 8 o'clock on TNT. Could be very good to have an audience for that one if a playoff spot is on the line. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six nationally televised games for the Pistons, which, if you count it out, and we're counting only games on ABC, TNT, and ESPN, not NBA TV, that ties the Pistons for 17th in the league. That's not so bad because let's get a little perspective on this. We're going to go back to the 2010-2011 season. So we're going to look back six years. Number of nationally televised games when the schedule came out because some of these can get pivoted. So we're going to go compare apples to apples, what it was in August or in December of the lockout year, whenever it was that the schedule came out, how many nationally televised games were ticketed for the Pistons. Starting in 2011, one, one, two, 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 zero. None last year. Now, like I said, pivoting changes that a little bit, but none. This is a team ignored nationally. People do not look at Detroit as a as an exciting team, and I think for fair reason for the last several years, and it always takes an extra year to catch up. They definitely were not a good team. They are not in a premier market. So I don't blame the networks for not putting the Pistons on. It's a little disheartening to see, but I understand where they're coming from. But that changes this year. You get, you get six, and that also might speak to uh, just a change in philosophy as far as more nationally televised games, additional days that they're on, and just getting everybody in. All 30 teams have at least one nationally televised game, again, not counting the NBA TV ones. And the Pistons have more than than the Nets, the Magic, the Kings, the Hornets, who are probably a team on a similar, maybe slightly below tier from the Pistons, the Nuggets, the Bucks, the 76ers, the Suns, uh, the Grizzlies and Heat actually have fewer nationally televised games, uh, which is a little surprising. The Grizzlies have have been a good team for a while and developed a, a little bit of a following because of that. Uh, they signed Chandler Parsons in addition to keeping Mike Conley. Mark Gasol's getting healthy. That should be a pretty good team. Maybe not the most exciting up-tempo team, uh, 
but that should be a pretty good team. Uh, the Wizards also have one fewer, and the Pelicans have one fewer. Uh, and then I want, you know, Miami, like I said, one fewer. The Heat are probably the perfect example of this. New York is a large market. Los Angeles is a large market. New Orleans is a small market. Charlotte is a small market. Is Miami a big or small market? Is Detroit a big or small market? It depends how the team is doing. People change their their perception of these markets on the fly. So, you know, now that the, the Heat have lost LeBron James, now they've lost Dwayne Wade, major health questions about Chris Bosh, is not the star-studded team. So they're getting the, the treatment. And the Pistons are in that range too. And if they play well, they'll get more nationally televised games. You know, in, in 2009, 2010, they had four. And that was in an environment where it was not as spread out as it is now. In 2008, 2009, they had 14. You know, the Pistons are winning. They get attention. I don't think there is a, a big bias against them anymore (laughs) which gets to the other thing everybody likes to talk about when the schedule comes out number of back-to-back games Stan Van Gundy made a point of complaining about this a decent amount last year and I thought he had a good point the NBA in the last couple years has made a great effort to cut down the number of back-to-backs That involved changing the schedule a little bit. Uh, a big thing has been more Thursday games that are not nationally televised. It used to be if you played on Thursday, you were on national TV. The end. But now it's it's an extra day where you can fit in games and, and balance the schedule a little bit. The Pistons have 17 back-to-backs. The team in the league with the most, there's several tied with 18. The team with the fewest, there are several tied with 14. And this is what Stan Van Gundy really harps on. was It's nice to cut down back-to-backs. It's going to improve the product of play. Players are going to be well-rested. They're going to be able to play at their best. But when there's such a wide disparity where some teams have a ton, and the Pistons had a ton last year, and some teams have very few, it's not fair. There needs to be an equity with it. The schedule should be balanced to a degree where your record at the end of the year, other than the whole big issue with separate conferences, and that's, that's the big one hanging out there that I don't know how to tackle or if anybody should. But in these smaller things, your record at the end of the year should generally reflect how good you are and it might not if you have to play way more back-to-backs than your opponents. But the Pistons are right in the middle ground, and the, the spread from most to fewest is 14 to 18. That's pretty good. Four games in five nights, every team has zero or one. Pistons have one, so they're, quote-unquote, above average. If they would have had zero, they would have been below average, like one difference. Not much you can do there. Not much worth complaining about if over the long run, while the Pistons are, while the NBA is changing this format and cutting down and maybe taking the, the modern approach that really emphasizes rest the league has taken the last couple of years, if the Pistons are perpetually year after year on the bad side of this, okay. But we're not there yet. 
it's definitely not worth getting worked up over now. Opponents back-to-backs. Pistons opponents will be on a back-to-back 20 times. The most is 21. You know, some of this evens out a little bit. Detroit maybe is a little bit tougher to schedule in certain ways. Just by location. But that works fine. Because it's tough to schedule for the teams coming in also. So the Pistons opponents will be on plenty of back-to-backs. Pistons opponents will be on their fourth game in five nights three times. It's the most in the league. Tied with the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. You know, so you got to look at it both ways. Yeah, the Pistons are playing slightly more than average back-to-backs, but even farther above average is the number of times their opponents will be on back-to-backs. It works out. Nothing worth griping over here. If you want to gripe about anything, and some, you know, this happens to a lot of teams. They all dread it. It's going to happen to the Pistons this year. First road trip is in mid early mid-November. They play at the Clippers, at the Suns, at the Spurs, and then on the last day, their first back-to-back of the, of the road trip and of the season, after playing at the Spurs, they're going to play at the Nuggets on NBA TV. And nobody likes going to Denver on the last game of a road trip on a back-to-back. In the altitude, it's tough. You know, you're tired already. You're trying to keep up with Denver running. The Nuggets just hired Rockets assistant coach Chris Finch, who can help the the Nuggets become even better at playing up tempo. That is not going to be a fun game. Maybe the Pistons can can tough it out and win, but that's going to be a miserable tough slog. Like that's the one in the schedule that stands out to me as like, ugh. No favors there. But overall, very little complaint about Pistons have to feel happy about it. You want a little sneaky thing that they probably feel good about? Well, let's, let's start with the feel bad. No game on Christmas again. Not a surprise. Pistons aren't a big enough market. But no game on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, that's not uncommon for the Pistons to get a, a matinee game. And I always enjoy it. I always think Fox Sports Detroit does a tremendous job of capturing the emotion of that day and and intertwining the lessons and things we should be considering on that day, especially uh, with the Pistons history, with the broadcast, with the game that day. Uh, I just think Detroit is, is a good steward for the league on that day. Unfortunately, Pistons don't have a game on Martin Luther King Day either. Uh, but one thing the players might enjoy as it relates to the holidays On December 30th, they're playing at Atlanta. On New Year's Day, they're playing at Miami at 6 p.m., so it's not a, which is a Sunday, and they're not stuck with an early start. I got to think, if I'm an NBA player and I'm going to have to be on the road for, for New Year's Eve and, and New Year's, not so bad to pick between Atlanta and Miami. Those might be the types of cities that, that all right, there are worse places to be. I don't know where the Pistons will end up on New Year's Eve, you know, somewhere between the two and, you know, wherever they pick, whether they go to Miami a day early or stay in Atlanta a day late. Those are pretty good options, if you know what I mean. 
That'll do it for our schedule breakdown. Thanks for checking out Locked On Pistons. Subscribe on iTunes or follow us on Audio Boom. And while you're while you're there, check out Locked On Lions, hosted by Matt Derry. New podcast on the Locked On Network, keeping up on the other local pro team. And while on your computer, check out today's fast break. A good partner of the the Lockdown Network and plenty of good basketball coverage there. Thanks for listening. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 103117.